0: It's easier to get the gear and think that that'll be the solution, than to put in the work and learn.
1: We're here trying to help stimulate the middle class with
0: music. Stop pressing CDs. What is the reason people don't hit publish? Fear, Consistent, quality content. Did you know that uh, Vance and I want to answer your questions? We do!
1: It's true! hashtag ask tom advance or you can call what's the number you can call six one five six eight two one eight one one
0: and when you call leave your name and the city you're from and your question and we'll play it on the show, Yeah, we will.
1: And answer it for you. As long as your question's not weird.
0: Yeah, don't be weird. Welcome to the Music Stuff Show, where we break down the business of music to help you build a career doing what you love. Hello. We're back, baby. <laughs> We're so weird. <laughs> yeah, you are. I mean, yeah, we are. <laughs> Cool. cool, cool time. Cool. Glad we got that out of the way. Cool. cool, 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 cool. Dude, we're back. We're back. Two weeks away.
1: We're mm. back in the morning with coffee with Craig. I I don't have coffee, and my green tea ran out, so I'm on to water now. Wah, wah. Sucks to suck. I'll make some for Sucks the next episode. suck. Oh, boy. <clears throat> well, I, I could sit here and ask you what's going on. But we've been talking for like two hours pre-filming. Guys, have you had any idea how much time we actually spend just talking before we actually yeah. do an episode? It's so
0: we both spend the majority of our like professional time alone. Yeah. So we don't have that like office daily interaction <laughs> thing. So I feel like when we get together, it flew in my eye. <laughs> I feel like when we get together, we get all of that out Mm. in like the first two hours that we hang out. It's It's like, let's get all this water cooler talk dealt with. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be way easier if you hadn't moved an hour away. That's true. We could do it all the time. Hey man, I'm busy down in suburbia, you know, (laughs) saving kittens from trees and like giving young men their football back, you know. I, just I'm, doing that
1: suburbia life. I'm just the other side of suburbia. Yeah. I'm
0: I mean, even watering the grass. It's December, you know, wow. just all the time. Out yeah. there in shorts, just <laughs> with a hose, watering the grass. It's South Florida over here. Hi, Bill! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Straight up La Jolla, man. San Diego. Oh, man. <laughs> or La <Lajala. laughs> huh. Yeah. I'm trying to get you down there,
1: man. You're going to move down there. Listen, take it up Maybe. with my wife. Sell her. Chelsea, we need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> there might be more skate parks down there, so I'm in.
0: There are. And I have um, a buddy down
1: there who is I, very uh, active in the skate park. I go where the skate parks so. are.
0: Yeah. So you've I got mean, a I need skate a, park
1: a, and a network. I need a network, a skate park, and a dog park. Yeah.
0: And you can bring your Legos with you. Yes. Those travel well. <laughs> Man.
1: Uh, so you got a fact for me? I got a fact. Hit me with it. Did you know most of the dust particles in your house are dead skin? I did know that. Did you know that? I did know that. Oh, yeah. It's oh, gross. Sorry. I knew that. Thought it'd be more
0: exciting. Sorry. That's like the first one or maybe the second one that I've actually known.
1: Nice.
0: Most of them I don't know. I have no idea what the other one was that I know. I have to go back and watch the episodes as well.
1: Mm.
0: But maybe somebody out there can answer more quickly, quickly than I can. What did I know, guys? Tell me. Every time I do this, and it makes that noise, I just think of
1: the outtakes from Liar Liar when he's pouring water, and he's like, oh. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? It's been a long time since I've seen that movie, Still, but I do remember the face.
0: Yeah. I haven't seen that movie in a while either. Man. What are we talking about today? I don't know. Um... So, the last episode, we talked about how we thought that mobile, and most specifically the iPad, is the future of music making. Yep. Or, really, I think we said, is the iPad the future of music making? Yes. Um, Stand by. It. And so, this episode, uh, I think we were talking about. I wanted to do a side by side conversation with that being conversation A and conversation B taking place today, talking about adoption of new technology in our field of music mm-hmm. and more specifically how seemingly most musicians are much slower to adopt emerging technological trends and and opportunities than other industries are yeah I and mean, i guess it's really not it's not just in creation it's also in all facets of music publishing and release all of that like the music industry pushed back so hard on digital downloads they pushed back so hard on streaming like the re- to my knowledge and correct me if i'm wrong Napster happened because like Napster went to labels and said this is the thing we have and they said no and Napster was like and they and Sean Sean and Sean were like well, all right, we're going to do it
1: anyway we'm just do it for free Something to that effect. I want to say that they offered it. I don't know first. if that's how that happened. I don't know if they tried to strike a deal yeah. at the beginning. We'd have to look that up. Somebody fact check. Yeah, that out. might
0: be something to look up. But I, I want to say that the big ones mm-hmm. the, at the time, the core four, knew of Napster before it was brought to market, mm. and we're like, Pfft, nah. Mm. And then, I mean, it literally cut their profits in half. Yeah. <laughs> And it wasn't until iTunes came along that they actually started to reap any semblance of benefit from digital downloads. They pushed back on it for years. Mm-hmm. That happened. And then when streaming came around, have you seen the documentary, The Defiant Ones, on HBO with Dre and Jimmy Ivey? Yes. First of all, super dope. Watch that. Yeah, it's incredible. Hearing Dr. Dre talk about how he hates his own voice was like the realest shit for me. mm like, this dude who has one of the iconic voices of hip-hop... Yeah. ...hates his own voice. Yeah. I'm like, God, that makes me feel so much better about my own What's Bicanella? your excuse? <laughs> um, but, so, when streaming came along, in that documentary, Jimmy Iovine talks about he, how he was one of the only ones at the time to be like, this is the future, this is the thing. Like we need to pay attention to this. And everybody else was like, nah, pff, nobody's gonna go for that. And he was like, yes, this will put us out of business if we don't get on board. Yep. And he was right. But uh, by and large, it's like, I don't, I'm not involved in the movie industry, I'm not involved in book publishing or magazines or print, so many other like creative medium and release fields, mm-hmm. right? I'm not involved in any of this, so I don't know this to be factual or not. All I can say is that it seems like, from the outside looking in, that all these other industries are much better at adopting new emerging ways to get content into the hands of the end consumer than music is.
1: Oh, that's 100% true. Or,
0: I mean, video and movie for sure. Yeah, without- maybe not print. Print was pretty dead <laughs> until the iPad, honestly, and, and Steve Jobs was like, hey... We can revitalize your business. We we'll cut your deal or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, okay. Well, I guess we have to do this because we're dying."
1: Yeah. The, the do you hear Brandon? <laughs> can you guys hear Brandon in the background? I don't even notice him. I'm so used to oh, his little bug you know, noises. <laughs> I
0: guarantee you, go. We'll go back and listen to this episode. And go to this moment, and you will hear him in the audio. I never even notice anymore. It's, it's Vance's dog, Brandon, sleeping. <laughs> That's what that noise is. It's just like white noise to me all the time. Honestly, I wouldn't have it any other way. It's one of the things I love about our podcast. <laughs> I'm not trying to be um, polished. We no. have a dog in the
1: room sleeping because we're dog people. He's adorable. He is him. adorable. Yeah. Anywho. Anywho. I, I think the book industry is an interesting one. I... Because I think there's camps where like, like obviously things like Kindle and stuff have blown up, and like mm-hmm. digital versions of reading and Audible and all this stuff. So I feel like there's advances. I, f- I think there are also still a lot of people that like to read tangible books. I am going to get a Kindle just mm-hmm. for travel sake because I take like five books every time I go somewhere, Same. which is too often and breaks yeah. my back. Uh, well, if you get the new iPad, you do it all on there. No, I can't read on these. Like, the uh, same way I won't read on this one right here. Like, it is, hurts my eyes. Does
0: that one have a retina display? Is that the one with retina? Uh, maybe? Because
1: the iPad I have is
0: the first generation mini, and it does not have retina, nor does it, is it capable of having the software to switch to night mode. Mm. And both of those things, the harsh blue light, no retina display, hurts my eyes really bad. But reading on my phone, <laughs> uh, actually does not hurt my eyes at all. I switch it to night mode, and it has the crystal clear
1: display, and it helps a lot. Yeah, I'm totally just gonna get a Kindle Paperwhite okay. and call it good. You do you, boo. I will. That <laughs> said, I, like, I still enjoy physical, tangible books, mm. and I don't know if it's like, music tried to hold on to that too, where they're like, nah, people are gonna wanna like hold their music, mm-hmm. and be able to see their music and all this stuff, and it's just not true
0: something just occurred to me in that while you were making that statement. When you buy a book digitally, mm-hmm. you cannot purchase a single chapter. Mm-hmm. The only option you have is to buy the book as a whole.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Also, why would you want to buy just a chapter, mm-hmm. right? With an album, when you sold CDs, mm-hmm. you could only buy the full album. Right. With digital downloads, you can buy one song off the record. Mm-hmm. That's if it records ten songs, that's ninety percent of your revenue off the table if you mm-hmm. let the consumer access it song by song, mm-hmm. because what had started to happen was most artists were being signed and most records were releasing material where they knew they only had one good song, but they packaged ten dollars worth into a record mm-hmm. to sell the one song. Yeah, so they added nine more songs worth of sales which would never have been purchased otherwise. It's true. And I think that they tried to hang on to that mm-hmm. for as long as they could, like it was all about money rather than what was best for the consumer.
1: I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. I I would agree with that. Yeah, so
0: maybe that was why I've been trying to wrap my head around what is the cultural difference in music versus all other mediums that led our industry to try to hang on to the physical medium. And that seems like a pretty compelling argument for it.
1: Well, I also think that, like, we're still kind of at the front edge of people being successful DIY, Mm -hmm. in in terms of, like, the long span, you know, like, super long era of creating music is really, really expensive. Like, Mm -hmm. because what do you really need a label back in the day? You really needed a label because the tools to create music were very expensive. True story. You didn't have money. You know, a record cost $100,000 couple hundred thousand dollars totally and now if you have an ipad or a phone or anything if you want to and you put in the work and learn to use the tools you can make music with any single thing so i think the reality is like there's a couple people that have been doing this for a couple years that Mm -hmm. are starting to build brands behind them starting to be successful building real audiences independently but I think there's that stigma of like, oh, I can't do it because I don't have enough confidence in myself. If these people aren't on it, because now it's not good enough, mm-hmm. and I, I think it's just carrying over. And the more people you see that independently become successful, mm-hmm. you know, because like you look at the YouTubers, I talk about them always, but YouTubers are a
0: great model to look at. They're from the, our the
1: ones living in the future, yes, hands down. And I, you know, I think you start with people like Casey. You know, Mm -hmm. that it's like, cool, I'm a vlog every day and really he's trying to promo his own company at the time, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to build an audience so I have a place to use a voice and whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, four or five, however many years later it is now, you got 10 million people that follow you and because they do it and they do it every single day, you've had people follow this journey. And now, you know, thousands, probably, you know, tens of thousands of kids that are like, oh, sweet, I want to be a vlogger now Mm -hmm. because they saw somebody do it. And I think we're kind of in that infant stage musically where in order to be that successful, you had to have the tools because you couldn't afford it because there's this huge barrier to entry. Now the barrier to entry is not there. And it's going to take some people proving that you can do it and throwing up a giant middle finger to be like, I can do what I want, right? And I'm going to do what I want and put out music because what I want to do is create music and put that out, right? And I think the more we have those people and the more you have those, because like, I think, you know, hip hop, well, maybe not even hip hop, for sure, electronic music, Mm -hmm. like the EDM world, not scared. Like, they'll use whatever tool is in front of them, they'll put it out, it's on SoundCloud, it's done. Mm -hmm. I think right below them, you've got hip-hop guys Mm -hmm. that have, whether it's because they hustle harder, they're not scared, Mm -hmm. whatever, those people will be like, sweet, I'm gonna use what I got because I'm trying to hustle this music Mm -hmm. so that I can make music, which is cool, Mm -hmm. you know? And then everybody else where it's like bands, which are idiots, like... Oh, If we don't have this and we got four different opinions and getting hung up on like this thing like it is no mystery your why Your goal bands don't is succeed. to make music Sit in a fucking room and make <laughs> music Then use whatever tools the four of you have To make music and hit publish on that music It is no mystery
0: why the <laughs> band is like a dead entity right now And it breaks my heart Yeah I'm a band guy. I like, love being in bands. I love being in a band now. I'm, all I want to do is be in a band, but it just like the the band can't wrap its head around where the industry is right now as far as creation is
1: concerned. It's lame, man. It's really stupid, and I'm on a quest to correct this. Yeah, I I'm picking up the torch. I this like is going to change. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, so there's. There's an understandable, it's understandable from the perspective of the label, why there is resistance to change. If you just look at it through the lens of money, it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. What's going to continue to maximize profits? And well, that made a lot of sense with the physical medium, but now that it's changed, like the market has dictated that that's not sustainable. In fact, that was falsely inflated to begin with. Um... Because, you know, the, the prevalence, singles used to be more prevalent when it was vinyl. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we moved away, or they moved away from singles, I wasn't alive. <laughs> and now we're getting back to a place of singles. Mm-hmm. Because the song is really what matters. And if you can put a full body of work together that's amazing, first of all, it's rare. It has always been rare. Like, that's why you say, dude, the whole record is good.
1: How many times have you said that? You know what I mean? Well, and I think that's the misconception, too, where it's like, oh, records don't sell. They do. They just have to be good. Most people just put out shitty records. Right. Most people are like, oh, I want to be successful, so I'm going to put out this one pop song Mm -hmm. that I'm not really into, but because I want people, I got to put that out there. And, you know, digitally, it kind of like cut the bullshit out
0: Mm -hmm.
1: where people will listen to your whole record if your whole record is good. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's why there are so few actual superstars with actual superstar
0: records. It's a really hard thing to do. It is It's very difficult 100% Uh, So from the label side that makes sense trying to hang on to profits and and historically Profits seem to have always been greater in the old way like profits continue to go down They have to diversify their portfolio of artists. It's a lot easier to have 10 artists you can all push and sell full albums for rather than 50 artists who sell a song here and a song there. Mm -hmm. It's a lot more headache. So obviously you want to like localize it. So that's what the label has been trying to do. That makes sense. But from, and what I really want to talk about on this episode, from the creation standpoint, the resistance to change truly does bother me. Oh yeah. Uh, It's just like, if you refuse, like I'm not saying you have to go out and adopt the new technologies right when they come out. Obviously, if anything, we've learned that the early adopters are the ones who are really kind of like second level beta testers, Mm -hmm. and stuff's gonna go wrong. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying you have to do that every single time, but like the guys who refuse to like make music on a mobile device, or refuse to even give the modeling plugins from like, UA and Slate a chance. Mm-hmm. No, I've I have this lunch box full of all these 500 units. They're really rare. It's super great. Like I've had them all modded and they're awesome. They're one of a kind. It's like that's awesome. But that's five grand in that box mm-hmm. that you don't have to have in that box. You don't have to. Sure, is it fun? Great. Yeah, of course it's fun. Yeah. If you have if you have an extra five grand, man, go ham. That's good for you. I'm glad. I don't you know I sure don't right and I can tell you that even if you do have an extra five grand your five grand is better spent outside of that lunchbox. yeah so it just bothers me because the diy musician really needs to be economical how they spend their money and their time and to spend your money and your time on stuff that really does not benefit you like how like as well as a piece of technology will I don't know. It just baffles me. I don't understand it. Like, why the
1: resistance? Is it it ego? I think it's fear, man. I think it's insecurity. I I also think it's a cart before the horse situation. Yeah. I think you have people that are like, I want to be a great artist. I want to be a great producer. That's cool. Yeah. But I think they look at, they do what everybody does. You know, you start out and you're like, sweet, I want to produce like Butch Walker, you Mm -hmm. know, or whoever. Sure. And so then what do you do? You hop up on Google.
0: Let see, me like, see what
1: Butch has. Let me see Butch's studio. What's yeah. in Ruby Red these days? Yeah. Like, and then you go through that and you're like, well, his records are the best records. So, like, in order to sound like Butch, I, you know, gotta mm-hmm. have this stuff. Yeah. When the reality is, self admittedly, Butch is like, it doesn't matter. It's all gear. He's like, why do we not have. He That's why Butch wins. Every time. What's up here? And he's like, yeah, there's probably like you know, a mountain of guitars laying in this room. He's like, and almost every single one of them are not one-offs. They're not these like rare things. He's like, I buy guitars because I'm a shredder. And mm-hmm. I want stuff to play. Like, the purpose of the guitar right. is to play the guitar.
0: He has the money to collect guitars like some people collect baseball cards or he, Magic the Gathering.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and he also has a career of 30, 40 years right. of hit after hit after is hit he in his after is in his hit point? after after... He's, he's probably... I bet he's like 47. He's he, You think? He's probably between like 48 and 52. You think? So 30 years, 35 years? If only there was a device we could... I would rather speculate. <laughs> okay. It's fair. I'm a purist.
0: I want the analog <laughs> answer. I want the analog
1: answer. We can go to the library and maybe look it up. <laughs> <laughs> I still believe in the local library. It's a great resource, especially if you want to get a lot of knowledge. Get yourself a library card. Read some books. It's good for you. That said, I think there is this cart before the horse thing where they see Mm -hmm. somebody like Butch, and they see all this gear and they're like, well, he makes this level of record and Mm -hmm. uses this stuff. So if I don't have this stuff, then how am I gonna make that same record? When the reality is like, use the tools that are accessible to you. Learn how to use whatever you have and use it well. And then like, okay, you put out a song and maybe you had that song that did well and you get your first song that had 100,000 streams. Mm-hmm. Huge accomplishment, something to be stoked about. You didn't make a million dollars, but you did finally make a little bit of money. Yeah. And now you're like, all right, I wanna celebrate and advance my craft. So then you take that, because you've already achieved something, and then pour that back into your business, which mm-hmm. is what this really is. Right. It's very different than being like, I can't start recording until I get 25 grand. Or somebody invests in me or I figure out how to get all this gear because I don't have the tools. You have the tools. <laughs> is, is the
0: desire like for if a person looks at Butch and says, I want to do what Butch does, there's two avenues they can take. They can say, I want to know what Butch knows, or I wanna use what Butch uses. Mm. Is the mm. desire to use what Butch uses um is that is that an attempt to take the easy way out. Let me explain. Like we we as people are societally, I'm not saying at an individual level, but societally, we tend to be attracted to the lowest common denominator. Everybody celebrated when Tiger got brought down a peg because it made them feel better about themselves, mm-hmm. right? Is that same common vein, that thread that runs in a societally, is that the thing that drives a person to get the gear? It's easier to get the gear and think that that'll be the solution than to put in the work and learn. It's a lot easier to have the
1: gear I think that's than true. it is to have the knowledge. I think people don't want to believe that the work is the answer.
0: Maybe I think people don't want to do the work. I think people want the results without having to try as hard.
1: I, I agree, but I, I really think that comes from they want to believe that work's not the real answer. Mm. They want to believe that somebody got lucky or had this stuff. Yes. Because I think people think they work a lot harder than they really work. Mm-hmm. I feel this way every single year. Like when I look back on a previous year, when I look at 22 mm-hmm. and, you know, thought that me and my buddy Jordan were hustling and working hard... And now at 29, I look back and see how hard we were working, and it's a joke. Yeah. Compared I the to the same thing. The same way that I have no doubt yeah. that I'll come back in five years, 10 years, you know, maybe 39. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh man, I thought I was working hard when yeah. I was 29, and then like see where that is, mm-hmm. you know, because it's compounding. But I think the reality is people think they work way harder than they do. Mm-hmm. And so by that, they're like, why am I not getting any farther? And so, oh, it must be this secret sauce that I'm missing. Mm -hmm. And so the secret sauce must be the stuff, the thing I can buy, the band-aid, the program, the e-book, the online course. Yeah. All of that is worthless if you don't do the work. Right. And it's fun. Like, people, music's not different. Like, any skill. It doesn't matter what you do. Mm -hmm. Cool. You want to do CrossFit? If you've never done CrossFit, until you show up and go back and hurt for months, you don't get better. Yeah. You want to learn to skateboard. The beginning's going to suck a lot. You're to fall down a lot. But if you keep showing up, your balance is going to get a little bit better and yeah. a little bit better. You want to play drums. Mm-hmm. like, And that's the other thing too, like this whole creating music part, you already learned the instrument. Yeah. So you obviously know it sucked at day one. Mm-hmm. And then you kept playing that because why? You love that. Mm-hmm. So why does that stop when you start creating music or putting out music? Why do you immediately get to like, well, I know the instrument, but now I need to bring people on. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Just the next level of skill set. Cool. You learn your instrument. Perfect. All right. Now you need to learn. How do I record a song? Yeah. Like, how do I use this tool to make a song that I can publish on the internet so people can know that I make music? Right. Okay. Sure, go down the YouTube rabbit hole. But then if you don't put that into practice and actually try that and put out a terrible mix of something, Yeah. so that next week you can put out a slightly nominally less <laughs> terrible mix of something, and then yeah. you do that for a year. Yeah. I've talked about it before. Like... Back to the YouTubers, look at MKBHD, like one of the biggest, if not the biggest tech reviewers on Mm -hmm. YouTube right now. Yeah. That kid's videos when he started are a joke. Yeah. Like, but he did it and did it and did it and did it. And five, six, seven years later, he is now one of the top personalities on YouTube. Incredible. Because they showed up and did the work. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's. uh, I digress,
0: though, away from the point. No, yeah. The point. So the point is, why? Like, why are people resistant to change, right? And it's it's totally fear. It's totally it's the same thing that drives somebody to want the gear instead of wanting the knowledge after putting in the work. It's Mm -hmm. the. It's a lot easier. What's the saying, um, the devil you know is, I don't remember. It's like the devil you know is better than the angel you don't know or something like that. You'd rather stick with the devil you know. I don't remember. Anyway, there's a saying about it, but people would rather stick with what they know, even if it doesn't work as well That what potentially, than what potentially could happen if they try something new. And I think that's why people don't adopt new technology. Like people are afraid that maybe it might expose some weakness, or they may have to start over or learn something new.
1: This just popped into my mind, so this isn't probably a fully-fledged thought. I also feel like music, of all the creative industries, feels like the hardest timeline, or historically has felt like the hardest timeline of if you don't achieve success by x Mm. age yes you are done i agree with we've talked about this before we don't believe that's true for the future Mm -hmm. go listen to older episodes we're in a world where there can definitely be successful artists of every age and every decade Mm -hmm. but if you historically look at the mentality of like oh if you hit 30 it's too late you can't be Mm -hmm. a musician now and so i do think there's some bitterness from like the old guard of people that are holding on to their way because like oh playing music didn't work out for them so then they shifted into another aspect of music and they've been holding on to that this whole time where it's like oh i couldn't make it as a huge artist but at least like i've got my hold on this thing yeah and so now when new things come in and make that easier or make that job irrelevant you can either choose to stay out in front of it mm-hmm. And always be relevant, which you should do anyway. You should do that in any industry. Sure. But particularly in music, in like find out how to be the next stage of the evolution of your thing. Or Mm -hmm. you can be the old mastering guys that are like, you know, you damn kids Your record's not good enough if it doesn't come through us and our, you know Yeah. Hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of gear, Mm -hmm. like they serve a purpose, I'm not hating on them, but like just the general mentality of like I do wonder if there's some of that because, you know, on the super corporate end, you've got labels Mm -hmm. and, you know, I think some of them are resistant to change. I think some of that is the reality of like, it is way harder to make, you know turn around a semi truck versus, you know, a smart car, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's the reality. Like that isn't just another reality of business where it's like you have a small team, you can take risks. If it's like you and your four friends in a garage, like you can all sit there and be like, is it worth the risk? It's worth the risk. Let's do the thing. Right. If you've got a company that has 1500 employees, you can't be as risky because if you gamble at all, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you just put 1,500 people out of a job mm-hmm. because you took a risk. Right. So even though we don't love it, we'd love to see some more vision in that. I understand that. Then I think you have that second group that are the people that, you know, are the local pros that are like just holding to their guns on like, this is what we do and this is how it works and that'll never be as good as this. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think you had... The past 10, 15 years where they're the first versions of digital technology and music you know, were not as great, particularly in the modeling world. I know there's digital yeah, stuff longer totally I mean, than that, but like the past 10 years of like digital modeling did not start great. No. But well, it no, has nothing come so yeah. far because people you know, It's like the YouTube video you referencing, started terrible and now is great. You know, but those people I think are still like, oh, I'm still thinking ten years ago, and it sounded like shit then, so it sounds like shit now. Yeah. I remember
0: asking a buddy of mine if, it was, uh, if he had ever used the Line 6 Variax mm-hmm. guitar. He was like, man, this thing sucks So when's the last time you played with one? It's like ah, it's like seven years ago at NAMM. Nah, like, when man. when do you think it sucks? Like yeah, if I if I thought Facebook was still like 2004, it's not nearly as good back then as it is now. Uh, Every some might make improves. the
1: argument on the other side. Sure, but <laughs> <laughs> in support of our argument now. Uh,
0: well, I think I mean it's just It takes a lot more courage to. <clears throat> it takes a lot more courage <laughs> to uh, to try the new thing and reinvent oneself. At Every step. Yeah, like you ostensibly are starting over to a certain degree Like it's a constant taking one step back mm-hmm. to take two steps forward when it comes to adopting new things that can help you mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to hold on really tightly to the thing that you do and the stuff that you have to do it with than it is to like Open yourself up to your like show your flaws mm-hmm. and, and try something new Especially if you feel as though you're in a position of expertise mm-hmm. like if you view yourself as being in a position of expertise, then you feel as though you have something to uphold, an image to uphold. If you view yourself as a constant learner and a constant amateur, mm-hmm. then it's a lot easier to take risks and fall flat on your face. The one, I, In my opinion, the ones who do it well, are the ones who view themselves as never having arrived. Yeah, I still have yet to arrive. I'm always learning. Yeah, Those are the ones who do it well. So I think we probably ought to wrap up because we're at time, but I don't know. I'd like to see that change. I think that I really, really encourage people to, uh, to try adopting new technology, man. You just, I feel like they're just un- undermining themselves. Don't the be future. scared. Yeah.
1: Try new things. Yep. Behold the future. That's it. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for watching and listening.